everybody. Welcome to Idol Chat. I am Jonathan Idol, a.k.a. Johnny Idol. Thank you for listening. And across the table from me, as usual, is my lovely and always entertaining girlfriend, Bessie. Hi, Bess. Hi, Johnny Idol. This is uh, going to be a little different this week. As I'm sure maybe you noticed in the time this is a shorter episode. I uh, It's a weird place right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, I lost my dad last Thursday. Yeah. And the uh, and the funeral's tomorrow and I wasn't I I kind of suggested we not do this and then you made the great suggestion that we kind of come on because I have some really amusing stories. Well, you know, <laughs> we were sitting here with my sister. Yeah. And it was just the three of us. It just happened to work out that she was here and you started telling some stories and we were laughing so hard. And I thought if it seemed appropriate yeah. and doable, it was just such good materials, just like heartwarming, <laughs> funny, roll your eyes kind of stories that just made him so endearing, you yeah. know? And I thought like my sister never met him. No. But she's got this picture of him now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a character. And he's yeah, he was a character. He's the father of Johnny Idol. I mean, he was the father be, of Johnny Idol. He's got to be a character to play that role. Well, so. it's it's funny you say that because I think... I, I mentioned to you that I told the story how I went... He, he, I don't know, we were about... My brother and I were about 12, 13, something like that. And it was yeah. a blizzard out. We were staying at his house. And he just... Threw us in the Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. In a blizzard and drove us out to like this lounge restaurant that he he was a regular. He would play piano. Yeah. Uh, in Feeding Hills. And I'll never forget, like, brought us out of nowhere, just drove us there. And it was probably a 20-minute normal drive from where he lived. And then in a blizzard, who knows how long it took. Yeah, and right. And I remember you can't imagine a Cadillac's a great car for blizzard. No, travel. no, no, it's not. No, <laughs> but he had these. He had these what he called like curb feelers on 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 coming off of the side, like okay. extending past the tire. There were these like, these wire things that that he could hear them if they hit something. Gotcha. It was so strange. It's a really really weird thing. I forgot all about those. Wow. Um, but I remember walking in the place, and he just saw right, you guys sit here, and he he, he goes up to the. The guy that was playing, he knew the guy. I remember that. And the guy says, sure, lets him sit in. And he just wrecked the place. Yeah. Just, I mean, just sat down at the piano and just wrecked the place. Just tore the house down. Tore it down. What do you remember what he played? No, I no. don't. But I think, you know, but I mean, having seen him play a lot of songs back then, it was probably some type of Gesundheit. It was probably some fifties or sixties, like you know, you know Jerry Lee Lewis Upbeat. or something. Something, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, just blew the doors off the place, wow. right? Wow. Then gets up and he sang too, or no? Oh he yeah. Sang? yeah, yeah. He sang and everything. I just sat down and played a few songs and wow. sang, and and then and then okay, said, guys. Like the staff's coming out from the kitchen. Oh yeah, the staff's coming Joe's out. The Joe's here, and the whole place was just jumping. Right, and you and Jeremy are sitting there Just like little kids, there. like what is and my then, dad? <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "Okay, guys, thanks everybody," and "Okay, guys," and we go to leave. And I remember just the, I remember just feeling like, as a kid, feeling like 
that guy's got to go back on now. <laughs> like after you just destroyed this place, you know. That's and I, how it's done. I learned a very valuable lesson about rock and roll that day. <laughs> you know? And you've practiced that lesson quite a bit. You think so? Yes, with wrestling and music. Well, the lesson sure. is walk in like a rock star, destroy the place, and yeah, and uh, uh, leave the guy behind you to pick up the pieces. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I, I remember thinking that was just the one of the coolest things I'd ever seen in my life. Still to this point, that it's like so cool. he just rolls in, just destroys, and then leaves like a rock star. It was, it was, it was pretty all, crazy. All a high note. You walk in on a high note. Yeah. Create this thing and then leave on a high note and <laughs> that memory that you leave there is just this was gold. This was right around the time that Richard Pryor was having a bunch of you know Richard Pryor, right? You remember Richard Pryor? I know no? the name. You know who he was. He was a yeah. he was a, he was a comedian and yeah. um this is right about the time that Richard Pryor would come out that he was having a bunch of problems with cocaine and stuff. Was he in Robin Hood Men in Tights? He was not. Oh. Okay, I I don't know him. <laughs> that's some great, that's some great input. That was that was that was Dave Chappelle. No, yes, I, yeah. I'm not thinking of Dave Chappelle. But he was in Dave Chappelle, and Robin well, Dave, Men and Tights. Yeah, he was, but he wasn't Richard Pryor. No, he's not Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was the other guy. In Is it. Richard Pryor Adam Sandler? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, this is about the time that Richard Pryor was having a lot of problems with the drugs, and it's a blizzard outside, gotcha. and, and the way over there, he says, John. Should I should I say that Richard Pryor is hanging around outside? Because you know the snow. Right, right, I said right. no, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. And he goes, "Well, I'm gonna." And sure enough, he did, and it fell flat. Not a single. That laugh. sounds like. Uh, that sounds like. I you, think you gained that trait as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> telling <laughs> jokes that nobody cares about. Should yeah. I say this? Probably not. I'm going to. I'm going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me figure out that I'm going he, to say it. <laughs> I think he got I think he got one laugh from the back of the room and that was me cuz I knew it was going to fail laugh. and I was just like, "Oh." Ha! You know, you know, like, you know. That was generous of you. And I think what I'd also like to get across is he was always so he was so unintentionally hilarious yes because it just that not, i knew that not that he was trying to be funny experience yeah, yeah he would just say things that were just so batshit bonkers yeah that you had to laugh yeah and i mean i've told you this story and it's always funny we we were sitting around one day and he says oh what size shoes do you wear oh what a great story <laughs> i said oh 10 well you, you you should wear bigger shoes well, why? And he says, well, because then your your feet will get bigger. And I then I asked the obvious question. What? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like there are so many. Ob you're at a crossroads here. Yeah. Which avenue do you take? Do you try to explain anatomy to the man? Do you try to wonder why in the world you'd want bigger feet? Like there are <laughs> yeah. so many. Like, where's this advice going? Well, like, it, do well, you think my feet are too small? Yeah, well, that got cleared <laughs> up quickly. That got cleared up quickly because he said, he said, well, no, no. When I first got these boots, they were a couple sizes too big. They fit perfectly now. And I said, Dad, why do I want my feet to get bigger? 
and he yeah. and he just answered as simply clear and, as uh, and clear as day and as honestly as possible. He just said, "Well, because then you'll have bigger feet." Uh, yeah. f- f- fair enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how do you argue with that, right? <laughs> I don't know. So and, many questions. And a, a, another one that will probably give people a glimpse into the mind of Johnny Idol. It should explain a lot. Uh, another one. I called him. It was his birthday. It was right around Father's Day. So Day I, after my birthday. Day after your birthday. Yeah. So I called him and said, Dad, do you, you want to get some lunch today for Father's Day? And he says, he said, what are you doing over there? Just stirring my coffee. You're stirring your coffee with your finger. Well, I don't have a spoon. Okay. Well, I said, Dad, you want to get some lunch for, for Father's Day and your birthday? And he says, no, I, I have way too much to do around here. I, I don't have the time to do that around here. I, I, I way too much. And I said, well, Dad, we'll just get sandwiches from across the street. Yeah, something quick. And we'll, and we'll sit on your porch. No, no, I have a lot of work to do here. And then he, ha- he said, this is, this is close to 20 years ago. Yeah. You see, Dad, Dad loved classic cars he would get cars that were like almost antiques and he would own them for like five years and then he would try to sell them and make a little profit it was like a long-term you know just a hobby and slight investment whatever and but he was always worried about something happening to said cars so you know let's get lunch no i'll I'll feel, he said, I'll feel a lot better once I get these cars in the house. He said, I'll feel a lot better once I get these cars in the house. I, uh, I think my reply was, uh, fair enough. Happy Father's Day. Talk yeah, to you, you soon. To what that? do you say to that? I don't, I don't. <laughs> and he did. He and, did. And he did. And he, he did. Garage doors on the, the on dining diff- room or different something. Parts, different parts of the house. He had a car in the dining room. And I would assume that there was another one down at the other end of the house. Yeah. Where, where his mother had her, her like she had a little hairdressing little oh, shop there, no you know. Way. And uh, yeah, over on the other end that he turned into a little one bedroom apartment for a while. And oh, yeah. I think he ended up turning that into a garage as well. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. His roommates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his cars were his the roommates. Cars became his roommates. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it was uh, it was always it was always interesting. Yeah. To have him stop by, he would randomly stop by in his little time frame window and Yeah. share some stories that made you giggle and scratch your head a little bit and and then he would. He had the best smile, and his eyes just had a little sparkle in them. And you just—that was just him. Yeah. And then he would just leave, and you we'd be—you can't like you know—we'd be in this ball of confusion. Yeah, this, <laughs> it, which I just find so hilarious. Confusion is so hilarious. To it me. is. I know you do. So one anyway, time, one time he sent a card because our birthdays were so close together. So um, when he would come here he would bring a chocolate cake and roses yeah and we would sit at our table and have cake together for our birthdays yeah um and one year he gave us a card that was a lovely hallmark card nice inscription and then he wrote just one he just wrote something that will always stick with me it will always remind me of him this beautiful little sentiment yeah he wrote i love dad (laughs) 
It's like I think he was trying to write, you know, I love like, you. I love you, dad, comma dad, or love, love you, dad. Or, yeah, but or, no, I love dad. And he just wrote, I love dad. And it just made us laugh so we, hard. Yeah. When we saw him yesterday, we did the the viewing of yeah. his body with the family and yeah. I just kept looking at him like I love dad like that's <laughs> that's what I remember you know yeah. yeah he was always kind to me he you know he he had his dementia and he had his struggles and yeah. there were definitely some things that were tough to navigate throughout the years but we ended with a like connected little trio the three yeah. of us I thought so yeah. It was very sweet. It was. I think he was. He was a sweet man. I was really happy. We went over to his house and we just it was just nice to see that he was surrounded by so much love all the time. And it was nice to see. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. What well, a godsend. Yeah. And they made this so much easier for us. Um, his partner, Sylvia, and her family yeah have just They've been done so everything. loving and hospitable and welcoming to us and her daughter's done everything They've all the planning and all it's really, the stressful part of planning yeah, which really, really opens us up to being able to grieve in a healthy way and yeah yeah it's man, weird. we're lucky we're lucky for that and it, hopefully someday i can give that back to somebody else you know yeah he's yeah well he was like i said he was a musician and i found out yeah. about this leaving a gig last Thursday. Get this. Skyline in Westfield are one of our absolute favorite places. Yeah, yeah. The last time I saw my brother was at Skyline. He came to one of our gigs. Yeah. Then the night we find out about your dad, we're just leaving a gig leaving at Skyline. Skyline. Yeah. And then tonight we're playing at Skyline the day before his funeral. Yeah. Uh like I mean the Skyline uh, family is already so close to us yeah. and like such a place of comfort and then to add that layer on top of it that's irreplaceable well plus I remember he came over here a couple of years ago and he's like oh you out working yeah and I said yeah uh, yeah I'm, I'm out playing and he was so proud of the fact that I was just out by myself just me a guitar and a microphone and just out and just playing just and working doing it. yeah and he's like uh, you making any money and I said well you know as much money as you can as a solo acoustic guy in in Massachusetts yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and western Mass. and I said believe it or not that I pointed at our $300 Fender acoustic yeah. that, you know we didn't we want had to just get, gotten we had just gotten it and I said that's the one that's doing all the work right now and then he that, that was here that was for your birthday in June yeah and then he came back for my birthday in July and he handed me a card and I opened it up and there was $300 in it and he said it, it, he wrote uh, I finally gave you something you like <laughs> yeah so he paid for the guitar yeah so we're playing tonight at this spot that's home to us, that has been family yeah. to us. And it's a shorter gig than usual, so we can just like hang out and be there. Yeah. You can pick the songs that mean something to you and not have to stretch it out with extras. Yeah. And you're going to be playing the guitar that he paid for. Like, yeah. I, I, that embodies. I was struggling. That feels so right. I was struggling with the decision a little bit. And then sure. I, called, I called Aunt Julie his sister the other night and I talked to her and she said her exact words that he would be wicked upset if you didn't play. So I'm playing, <laughs> I'm keeping the gig. He yeah. would be happy and he'll be there, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we, I guess we can say yesterday too, we were there before everybody else at the viewing mm. and 
and and you were you were talking to him. We were sitting and just looking up at him, and, and you were talking to him, saying, "I'm going to take care of him forever." You said, and I said, "Dad, I'm okay. I promise. Everything's my life is great. I'm okay. I promise." And just then, the lights flickered. Just then, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. So I think we're going to leave it. And on who that. knows what that means? That could mean nothing. But who knows? It leaves such a feeling of comfort mm-hmm. to the living. Yeah. To have stuff like that. Right. You know. Yeah. And I feel like. Every time you have somebody pass, usually there's something that you can kind of hold on to right. that brings you comfort like that when we see hawks in the sky. Yeah. And, think of, and Josh passed in December and it was like a long delay till, till November. Yeah. Uh, November. Yes. Yeah. It was a long delay till snow started. And right. With the crows were out for a long time. So whenever I see crows, I think of Josh. Oh, wow. It's yeah. just like these things would happen anyway but they just hold special meaning and it is such a piece of comfort i know so anytime we have electrical issues we'll think <laughs> of your dad <laughs> stop messing with the lights dad as we have a light he bulb was a out. builder he did a lot of yeah carpentry and yeah. yeah anyway well i think we're gonna leave it at that i love it we we're not really going sweet. we're not going to have a final three this week just because i don't have it in me to put one together nah. so so we'll wrap it up right here yeah I, we always end Every show with saying, uh, do us a favor and do something cool for somebody. We're also going to say, if you have a person or people that you feel like you should call, do it. You, do it immediately because do it. Don't they, wait. they can be gone in an instant. Yep. So just do that. Do us that favor, you guys. You won't forget that you didn't do it if you didn't do it. Right. Yeah. And you'll always forget that you, you'll always remember that you did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, be kind to yeah. yourself in the future. Right. By covering your bases yeah it's so true oh don't cry i'm gonna cry too you're killing me i'm all right (laughs) i'm a stone cold killer no tears here (laughs) i say as i cry like 23 hours a day (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening everybody and uh, we love you guys we love you all we appreciate you our extended family yeah we'll talk to you next week bye